Welcome to the Emerald Games Cast. My name is Nolan. With me is... I'm Janelle. And... I'm Alex. And if you can't tell, we're talking about Pokemon today, because Pokemon Sword and Shield's been out for how long now? Uh, two weeks now. Two uh, weeks now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, we would have tried to do it sooner, but, uh, you know, we had our mics stolen. <laughs> There's um, been a thief running around. It there may has. have been the turkey. The Thanksgiving turkey. You, uh, no, so DS you put uh, DS Lite. Uh, has a Game Boy Advance port down below. So you put the Game Boy Advance port in there, then you can transfer those Pokemon to the to the uh, DS game. Then you trade those Pokemon from the DS game to the other DS game. It's oh the next God. generation. And then you bring those to PokeBank, and then they go into the next next generation, and then you trade them to the next generation. And then theoretically, you would bring those into Pokemon Home and then bring that to your Switch. But now that's a paid subscription, right? Yeah, well, it, uh, Pokemon Home, or what, whatever they call it, Pokemon Bank was a paid subscription too, yeah. So okay. to my understanding, Home is also going to be a subscription. I don't know if they've confirmed that, but yeah, I think that's what it's going to happen. This sounds miserable. <laughs> that sounds fucking awful. <laughs> what? Yeah, that but sounds awful. But you can have your, your Vulpix carry with you throughout your life. That's thing's like 20 years old it's probably dead like <laughs> no that's really bad i don't know play buy the new game and then play with the new pokemon and love them and it's fine and it's not a big deal babies well what people know. don't know is that if you talk to the third wulu outside of hop's house between 11 and 11 p.m and 2 a.m when when you have 64 pokemon or more but not more than 100 in your decks you actually can access the remaining 400 pokemon that's true also if you beat uh leon I think it's 500 times, <laughs> and you get to go on a spaceship to the moon, and then you get to catch Jirachi. And if you leave Jirachi at less than 20 HP for 24 straight hours, just like unlocking Mewtwo in Melee, right, right. then you get two Jirachi. Wow. wow. They multiply. <laughs> it, it becomes two Rachi. And then take both of them to the daycare, and you breed... Jirachi 3. And we don't know <laughs> how that Jirachi happens. 3. Yeah, Jirachi 3. That's right. What do you think about like this daycare thing where they literally say... If you leave two Pokemon together, they play well together, and an egg comes out. Scientists around the world still don't know where the <laughs> eggs come from. No, my my absolute favorite is when you leave two Pokemon together, and she says they're not big fans of each other, and then you come back, and you're like, oh, they've had an egg. Like, what happened? <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know. Can we talk about Hop? Yeah, you, let's talk about let's Hop. Let's talk about Hop. You and said Hop, and I'm no, just no, Hop's the him. Hop's the rival character in this well, game. One of three, but go on about He's Hop. the best friend rival. I don't know. Yeah. The guys, I don't know. I think I hate him, but I also want to protect him. Like he's a baby. You know what Hop I mean? Is, I l- yeah. I love him, but like his teeth are always... Close your mouth, Hop. I don't know. Get better Pokemon. Are you making fun of his teeth because he's British? He's... No. Oh, no. No. Janelle canceled? No. Janelle's canceled. Janelle's not canceled. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We all know you're not. But... I want to say Hop is an extension of this whole Pokemon series problem where people are supposed to be worthy opponents, but they can't muster up more than three Pokemon to put in their party. Here's what I really love about Hop is that the entire game, he has an inferiority complex because his brother is the champion, like the champion of the entire region, the best, most famous. They're treated like athletes in, in this game. Um, and he's like super famous and he has his own pose that you do if you spin around really fast. And Hop just has nothing. Like when you go into, when you go into Hop's house... The entire, like, uh, what do you call it, mantle place is full of <laughs> pictures of... His mother has so many photos of and Leon memorabilia. And, like, and all, like of all of his trophies. But nothing for Hop, because Hop didn't do anything, because he's not a good trainer. You, even even Hop's bedroom it has, like, posters of the tournaments that Leon has been in. Yeah, and at one point, he gets really serious, and he, like, slaps the sides of his face, like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. And then when you fight Leon at the end, you see he does that, too. 
He got it from his big brother. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. That's really good. It's really good, but we you beat him into the ground mercilessly and trample on his dreams. I mean, he has a Wulu before I ever found one. In fact, I still haven't found one. I had to have one of you guys trade me one. I haven't I found one. I don't know how you didn't find yeah, one. I, don't know I, I can't. That. I also can't find Eevee. Okay, well, that makes more sense yeah, because mostly they spawn the evolutions of them. Well, Eevee has a uh, 1%, one per- well, has a 1% uh, spawn rate in uh, Sword, so Eevee's rarer. Uh, is a Dynamax Pokemon, though. You can find them in the Max Raid battles. Oh, you can? Not, not too hard i think i don't know if that's a, a shield exclusive though i'm not sure yeah because you both have sword and i found an eevee and i think you battled it with me janelle but it's because you were on my like you joined my thing oh yeah okay yeah. yeah yeah okay so what i'm really interested in with with every pokemon game is the way that game freak has to balance two separate audiences because they're always trying to make a game that satisfies people that have played seven generations and want something to keep them interested and make a game that new people can jump right into I think it's interesting because the two of you are, I mean, you played red and blue, but it's been a long time Mm -hmm. and you're kind of both sides of that coin. So I'm curious to hear from both of you, like, like Alex, how you feel it lives up and Janelle, how you feel like it integrated you. If it was really confusing, like you're being thrown into this, so many complexities piled up from other generations or. We literally had this discussion like 30 minutes before you shut up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, have it again. We were talking with our, our wonderful editor, Danny, and talking about the idea that like, oh, Pokemon needs to change, but like, how can we make it change? Right. And one of the things that I was saying is like, I feel like it does a pretty good job at balancing those two. And I compared it to Smash Bros, where it has a really strong casual audience, but it also has a really strong competitive audience. It depends on how you play it. And I'm pretty sure this is what the developers, Game Freak, have said in interviews is like, that's what they wanted to try to do was make it approachable, but not intimidating. So you could do either one if you really wanted to. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, there's a lot of stuff I don't really know about it, like not having played it my entire life. Like, I don't know anything about these different moves that are in my inventory that I can get my Pokemon or the TMs and stuff, I guess. Sure. But like, I don't know. I feel like every time a new Pokemon game comes out, everybody says it needs to change, but nobody ever knows how it should change. And I don't know, as like somebody who loved it as a kid and is now playing it as an adult, it feels like a really good game to me. And I don't really see any of the problems. I'm going to call Nolan out here because we had a discussion, I think over the summer (laughs) <laughs> where we were talking about Dragon Quest. Do you remember yeah, this? I do. Uh, you had been known for saying before, like, oh, Pokemon is just, it's not like stale, but you were like, you didn't, you couldn't really get into Pokemon. Ah, uh, yes. You were like, because it has Old really, world Nolan. Yeah, because it hasn't really like changed or gotten, and that's at least what you said at one point. I don't know if you still hold this view, but that's what you said. And then over the summer, you were like, oh, Dragon Quest is so charming because it's just comfort food. It stays the same every game, and that's and that's charming. And I, and I think I turned to you and said something along the lines of like, wait, so why is it okay if Dragon Quest doesn't change? But not if Pokemon doesn't change. It's a weird double standard that I feel like people have. Dragon Quest was one of the first big JRPGs that I played that I wasn't expecting some twist on the formula from. Like when I go into a Final Fantasy, I want this big cinematic experience. And I'm looking to get through the battles to get to the next area and whatnot. Um, Dragon Quest was almost like a a lesson in, in taking in the mechanics and not expecting them to be anything more than what they are. And... I found that really comfortable and enjoyable, and I think it actually primed me to enjoy Pokemon more and kind of think on, okay, well, there is actually a lot to get out of this battle system if I would take it on its own terms and stop trying to uh, expect Pokemon to be something it isn't, you know, and just look at it for what it is. And I think Sword and Shield, for what Pokemon is, is a really damn good version of that. It is. Um, I really like a lot of the changes. That uh, I think the biggest, most radical change that was advertised a lot is this wild area, which, oh I mean, in reality, it's just a glorified route. 
but like you can change, you can move the camera. So it's like a, a third person perspective over the camera. The weather cycles through and you can find different Pokemon in different areas depending on the weather. And that depends on the, the season, the time of day, um, the specific day. Like uh, just the other day, it was uh, December 1st and every area in the wild area snowed <laughs> on December 1st. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It the is, wild area is. is definitely my favorite part of this game by far. It's just so cool. I don't know. I we were playing Pokemon MMO a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Pokey MMO. Pokey yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, gamers. It should be it should be Pokey MMON. <laughs> but like, man, being able to see the Pokemon run around and not have to go, who am I running into? all the time is so good and, and not have to be playing let's go pikachu and eevee to get that exactly uh, yeah, and yeah. it's cool to just like see them all fly around and it makes them feel like actual little animals instead of just weird little egg fighters yeah yeah, yeah. it's really egg really good fighters yeah, like they, they have been pl- they're eggs they, they have like eggs because the pokeballs yeah pokeballs just a mechanical egg does this game i haven't beaten the game i don't know does this game answer the pokeball question what do you mean what is inside of a pokeball one npc mentions that it's really spacious and cozy same with the box that's what they say in every game yeah don't don't they well i don't know if it's ever actually been confirmed okay i don't know off the top of my head but i do remember there's one person in i think sir chester that mentions that it's probably a bb pod it's probably a bb pod it's just embryonic yeah embryonic (laughs) juices yeah probably hmm well, how do you feel about the region? Big hype surrounding this game being in England. There is. In, in jolly cute. old England, it's adorable. It's, it's so cute. cute. The lingo is all cute. It's so cute. Guys, this game is so good. I love it so much. Janelle, Wooloo aside, you can't you can't say Wooloo or else I'm going to throw you out of this room. But what is the cutest thing about Galar region? You really backed her into a corner here. I know. You can't ask me. Not. Oh, I, can't, I can't ask. Okay. Okay. Let's say Wooloo included. No, not even Wooloo. <laughs> Wooloo, whatever. Overrated. Wooloo's Ooh, overrated. hot take. Wooloo's overrated. Wooloo's cute. Wooloo is really, really good. Just sheep. Whatever. Good sheep. Good round sheep. Round sheep. Very round sheep, but just a sheep. What about like Pikachu? Pikachu's he, in this game. That's he, a good he's been in all, He's actually Thank been you. in every game. Yeah, I know. But but uh, He's but also the best part of Pokemon. He is in this game. He also, is. I like it when I'm in my camp and my score bunny gets all mad at the yes. thing and he punches it. And that's really good. It's so good. No, this whole game is just really cute and really cozy. And honestly, like... For me, I think it's it's like in the top three for game of the year because oh, it really? feels like a really cozy video game. In yep. a lot of games, yeah. I love big, huge narratives, but this just feels like a video game, and I love that. And it's really it just comfy. makes me smile. And and yeah. and I just came off of Death Stranding, and <laughs> this being so refreshingly simple is really nice. Not not a not a fault at all. And I think in the past when I talked about liking Pokemon to an extent but not clicking with it, it was because I just wanted I don't know, I just expected games to be what I wanted them to be and not what they are. And you can't go into Pokemon expecting some grand adventure. The adventure is just the gameplay, right? Like the Galar region is is kind of hysterically uh, condensed, actually. It's supposed to be the entire United Kingdom of the Pokemon world, but it's like, I guess it's six cities, maybe eight Uh... cities. I think there's more than one per gem, but yeah, there's not a lot of cities. Mm-hmm, no. mm-hmm. But yeah, the wild area is a wonderful addition. I love the camping system. With the camp system, you can take out this feather toy with a bell on it and play with your Pokemon by shaking it back and forth. If you hold the Joy-Con, it actually uses motion controls to shake the feather toy. Mm-hmm. And my niece came over when I was down in my hometown for Thanksgiving. My niece is probably about five years old, and she really 
just couldn't take her eyes off the screen while I was playing Pokemon. And she saw that I had this Pokemon called, um, called Nicket. It's like a, it's like a, the fox. It's a dark, it's a, it's a dark type. It's a fox. Uh, it's, it's super cute. <laughs> Wait, you seem like you don't like That's it. That's like my least favorite. I can't stop complaining. What's wrong about with it? Nicket? It looks like Yusuke from Persona 5. It's nasty. Continue. <laughs> I mean, that is true, but, but my niece really wanted to play and I had actually just got to the wild area for the first time. And so I didn't know what you could and couldn't do there. I didn't know what the consequences were. So I, I, I just went into the Pokemon camp and like handed her the feather toy. And I figured as long as I don't tell her what the other buttons do, she'll never figure out how to leave. So, like, <laughs> so she was playing with the feather toy and the Pokemon will get really into it and they'll try and bump the screen. Like to, they try to, to catch it. Yeah, to yeah. catch it. Yeah. But they can't, obviously. She would take the controller and she would hide it behind her back and then the the game doesn't, you know, have a action <laughs> for that. So it would still be on the screen and the Pokemon would still be bumping into it. And she just couldn't understand why she couldn't hide the feather toy from them. And she was having so much fun. And she didn't have to learn any controls, you know, swap her to the ball and she could easily throw the ball and play fetch with them. It didn't have to be able to read the prompts or anything. Just a really cute little intuitive thing that like even the kid could just pick right up and get into. Yeah. I have a secret. Yes. So with the, I wasn't going to tell anybody this. I decided a few days ago, I was sitting by myself and I thought, they can't know. But oh, no. here we are. With the curry thing, it took me an embarrassingly long time to realize that you just have to like fan it like really fast. I thought there was some like trick to it. I did too. Until Same. I got really... Okay, I no, got it's like not just you. Yeah. I got like really mad and just like did it fast and it worked and I was so fucking mad. I was <laughs> outraged. Well, that was the same experience I had where I just started hammering it and got it to work, but then I went into a camp that had four players like all on the same camping spot. I did the same thing. I fanned it fast and I got the animation for ruining the curry because yeah, the, the Pokémon get all disgruntled. Cuz the fire got too big and it ruined it like burnt it. So usually you fan it fast, but then the game pulls the rug out from underneath you. Basically what I'm saying is Pokemon Sword and Shield is too damn hard. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's... It's unplayable. But speaking of too hard, okay? Yeah. yeah. When Sun and Moon came around, this big kerfuffle made about the totem Pokemon being the first hard Pokemon battles in years during the main game. A lot of the earlier reviews of Sword and Shield said the same thing about the gyms. In my experience, not at all. Yeah, no, the, you're right. I, do you guys feel that this game is balanced well for the people that complain about Pokemon being a total cakewalk? There is exactly one challenge that was even remotely a challenge for me, <laughs> and that was uh, the champion. And by a challenge, I mean he KO'd two of my Pokemon. So and that was like... Not even really not challenge, yeah, no. Not for me, but I also, you know, Pokemon Master over here. I, I know more about this game than like some kid picking it up right i mean i don't and i've been flying through it too well like, yeah that's the other thing yeah like i got really mad fighting the champion and i turned off my switch because like, he's harder than the other ones harder, yeah. but yeah like the gyms are way too easy and i haven't really had to put much thought into what my party looks like which sucks and whatever but like i don't know you kind of said it before i think mm -hmm. it's really it's a really weird choice that they don't have six pokemon like each opponent only has a handful mm -hmm. and like why i, I don't understand that at all i really like the justification that like if you lived in this world you would have to take care of these things because they're animals you'd like take care of them like yeah, pets but a 10 year old has like 500 right and, like sorry, and also 400 that should <laughs> only be true of the trainers on the routes i mean you would think that in this world where 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 pokemon battling is portrayed like like money match esports it's a, it's a football match it's a football match with a stadium they, they there's money's no object for for mr gardener grass trainer 
for Mr. Dragon Master. They, 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 they could easily have... They probably have stables back there if you read come on in okay if you read the back of the Grassman's card it oh talks the lore about, yeah the lore if you read the back of his his trainer card which are like little uh baseball cards and they mm-hmm. have like little facts about them um it says that he likes to go easy on people he's too much of a softy so that's why he's the first gym yeah because well, and that was great i i did find that but yeah, i thought yeah. that would mean that at least the next one would have four or something but i'm pretty sure the next gym only had two uh no i think she had like three Really? Yeah. Yeah. I could have sworn at least one of them only had two, maybe. I don't probably the first no. one. Yeah. I mean, hmm. I will say, despite how annoying it is that the bites are so easy, the gyms themselves are really cool. Oh, they're so and cool. And I really like not having to just fight a bunch of trainers and like instead having to do all these cool little cute things like bumper cars and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan the of the woo-woo. minigame focus. Yeah, I heard the Wooloo. That mm-hmm. one's really good. Really quick, uh, just like talking about Wooloo because Wooloo gets around by rolling. I really <laughs> like a lot of the new Pokemon because they're, they're great. All, they're great. Well, I, I was trying to figure out like, oh, why, are, why do I like these so much more than the other ones? And I think I figured it out. It's because a lot of them are designed to look good in motion. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like uh, one of my favorite Pokemon in this game, Toxtricity, is this fucking like spiky punk rock ass like salamander thing. I'm I'm not a big fan of Toxtricity. Oh, I lo- have you seen Toxtricity mm, animated? Toxtricity though? looks like he's walking to middle school. No, I'm he's not, great. And I'm not sure I like him. He's great. He's he's this cool punk little dude, but he has these like gross bobules on his chest. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Well, that's weird. Why does he do that? He strums them like a guitar. Yeah, but oh. Toxtricity also has like. Oh, I'm looking at him now, and he's nasty. Oh no, yeah, he's cool on. as hell. I'm I'm seeing a picture, and he's not the one that I'm thinking of. I I had him confused with I want to say like the poison type that looks like he's wearing baggy pants. He has the same. You mean oh. Scraggy? Yeah, Scraggy looks like he's walking to middle school. That's not a new one though. That was okay. Gen Five. He's supposed to look like a delinquent, and that baggy pants is his shed skin. I mean, wow, I fucking hate him. Even worse. <laughs> that's to awful. be honest. That's kind of cute. No, he's really bad and i hate him and the one you like looks like the original design for the sonic or design for the movie he has a you human body he has a human <laughs> body and he's nasty he's nasty but he's cool i love him he's nasty he's he a has gross, a human body he's a sludge rocker i think why i like these new ones is that a lot of the designs are back in the spirit of pokemon just being based off animals they mm-hmm. did a really good job with making these like believable as just animals in a world with the exception of some glaring ones, like the one that is just Stonehenge, but that walks. I love him. <laughs> I like that one too. People keep like talking shit about him, but he's no, I love him. He's yeah. interesting and he's different and he's cute and he's good and I love him. Oh, don't get me wrong. He's he's wonderful. I'm just saying he's not kind of he's not very natural. Whereas like a lot of the new ones, like Scorch stands out to me. Corviknight stands out to me. Corviknight's cool. Some of the really cool new ones are basically just animals again, which is really refreshing. Have you seen the uh, penguin yet? Uh, yeah. What's his name? I don't remember. Yeah. And I have seen him. Yes. Yes. I love him so much. He just has an ice block on his head. He's an ice block on his head and you hit him once and then the ice block goes away and he gets all nervous because he doesn't have his ice block Do you guys, I know this is a, oh, he's like Mimikyu basically. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I know that this is an impossible question, but off the top of your head, do you guys have a favorite among the new additions? All right. So this game introduced, reintroduced the fossil Pokemon. Oh, Um, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Um, And you talk to this woman you find this woman out in the desert who has mismatched shoes. Her name is Kara Liss. And she's like, hey, you got these fossils here? I can put them together. I can make a real Pokemon for you. And there are four fossils. It's like a fish a fish head, a bird head, a dinosaur body, and a bird body or something. One's a drake. Yeah, head, one's like yeah. A, it's supposed to be like a dragon or whatever. Yeah. But uh, you give them to her, and she 
mismatches them. So like the one one I had in my party the entire time has this this big like penguin ass body and this little velociraptor head, no. which is constantly shivering because he's so cold in the, in the penguin body. There's also one where it's that same head, but with a dragon body and the dragon body is giant and like bulky and buff. And then this little skinny earthworm head peeking out of the top. A lot. They just look so dumb. I'm a huge, and apparently this is one of the best Pokemon in the game competitively. The one what? that's the uh, just the tail, but they put a fish head on the back of the tail. I have so that one. Just, I should I should try and tr- it's train so it up. good. Its special move is called Fishes Rend. What? <laughs> yeah. No, it's terrible. Um, but I love that. They're they're so like weird and charming, and also they're a reference to the Crystal Palace dinosaurs, which. Oh. Uh, Fun, fun dinosaur fact. You know the thing about Iguanodon where they kept putting it together wrong over years? Uh-huh. That, that was that. They just put these animals together wrong as a reference to that. Well, no, I, I have cute. a secret. I, I said, uh-huh, but I've never heard of that before. Anyway, no I one's know, definitely heard I'm, of that before. I'm so glad it's not just me. Okay, okay. <laughs> Everyone we, knows Can it. we make fun dinosaur fact with Alex a, a, a weekly segment? Yeah, let's do can that. You, can yes, you bring yeah. one for us each week? Yeah, sure. Uh, here's your first fun dinosaur fact. All the dinosaurs at the Crystal Palace in Britain are put together wrong. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I'm learning Here's a lot. your second fun dinosaur fact. They're gone. <laughs> Alex's main job here is to teach us about monkeys and dinosaurs. Wait, what about... Oh, right. Monkeys. Yeah. When have I talked about monkeys? He's so mad. I watched an interview not too long ago with a Game Informer where they interviewed the creators of, Zor- of Sword and Shield and were like, why is there a monkey starter? There was already a monkey starter in Gen 4. And one of them got like really frustrated and was like, do you know how many kinds of monkeys there are in the world? We can make another type of monkey. It's yeah, it's fine. a it's a it's a chimp versus whatever this one is. Not, He's a monkey. Not a, yeah, it's not I a chimp. I hate him. You hate Grookey? What? I hate him. I, oh well, yeah, we didn't even talk about yeah, the starters. No, I hate him. He's I hate monkeys. You guys, I hate that. <laughs> Grookey's so cute though. He's got a little stick. Grookey's awful. He's a fucking idiot. Can we talk about the starters specifically? How their types just make them look like regular ass humans? I really like. Uh, I'm not a fan right. of the. I mean, okay. I have to preface my sin. I'm not a fan by saying I do like it, but I still think it's dumb that Sobble turns into an agent that literally says secret agent Pokemon. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Nolan, let's let's do a little game here, all right? Okay. Let's imagine that you are a uh, A Nintendo... No, no, no. Okay. Let's imagine you are a Game Freak executive. I got excited. And I am another Game Freak executive, and you're coming to me trying to figure out what we should make the starters, all right? I want to play it. Okay, uh, you... you you can be another Game Freak executive. Oh, I feel so dumb. You're Reggie, you're Reggie. Yeah. I feel so dumb. It's because it's in Britain. And it's James Bond. It's yeah. James Bond, a punk rocker, and a soccer player. Oh, yep. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I picked up on the soccer player one. I'm embarrassed not to have realized the connection, but I still want to play your game. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's play the game. Let's play the game. Uh, Janelle, you're Reggie, right? Yeah, but I want to I want to be the most important executive. Well, you are the most. You're Reggie. Yeah, that's, that's Reggie. Okay. Yeah. As long as we all understand that. All right. Okay. Uh, Mr. Reggie, how are you doing today? Mm, fine. Good to hear. Good to hear, Reggie. Um, uh, so uh, we need to come up with some starters. Okay. Uh, what do you know about What do you know about Britain? They really like tea. All right. Well, we got that one. There's okay. a couple tea Pokemon. Um, the Queen's got a bunch of those shitty little dogs. We made one of those. They have the Queen. Well, the, yeah, they do have the. They do have the Corgis. They really like curry. Ah, it's taken. They do love curry. They do love curry. They put those dinosaurs together wrong. They did do that. Uh, yeah. What else did they do? Okay, here's my idea. Mix right? and match starters. <laughs> you just... Oh God. Wait. Hang on. If okay. there's yes, a Stonehenge Pokemon, why don't we have a Pokemon who's just Big Ben but with legs? We have I'm a sorry. Gear Pokemon. Are we going to listen to the man who invented the Bigfoot pizza when considering the new Pokemons? Uh, Bigfoot Pokemon. Oh, damn it. We fucked up. We should have done Bigfoot Pokemon when we did America in Gen oh, 5. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. Damn it. Okay, we'll put that on the back burner, too. 
Okay. That and the other one. I forget what we were saying. All I'm saying is that the one thing I know about Britain is that it's full of monkeys. Let's make some monkeys then. Let's okay. make a monkey Didn't starter. you already make a monkey starter? That's what they say. Yeah, there's another monkey starter. There is. Oh. In Gen 4. Hey, is the iceberg guy from this gen or is he? He's from Gen... I lose track of the numbers after five. But he's not new. <laughs> Six. Okay, I'm very excited about him and I just want to talk about how oh. I think it's hysterical that they went... He's just an iceberg. He's just an iceberg. That's it. He's and just really an iceberg. Good. Yeah. He's uh, one thing I also really like is the we talked a little bit about Hop. In okay, in Pokemon history, there are three types of rivals. You have uh, the asshole piece of shit who hates you and wants the worst for you, and that's Bede. like Gary Oak. Yeah. You have the sort of edgy like anti-hero who's like moody, and that's like N, right? Ma- Marnie in this one. And then you have your best friend who is Hop. Yeah. And you have all of them. You have this spoiled rich kid. You have an e-girl. And you have... Uh, Are you calling Marnie an e-girl? She's absolutely an oh e-girl. Oh my god, she Marnie, is an e-girl. M- Marnie is pure e-girl. Oh no. I don't think I like Pokemon Sword and Shield. I love Pokemon Sword and Shield. I think I'm selling my coffee. <laughs> I'll buy it. I love Pokemon Sword and Shield. Best part. They are so much better. than okay, No, I they're love, fantastic. I love X and Y, but the, the side characters in X and Y kind of suck. The only one that I even remember is Tierno, and the only reason I remember him is because he gets you, lets you draw three cards in the trading card game. That's the only reason that I even know <laughs> who he is. He, he looked different, too, because he was the only fat character. Right. And he was the comic relief. Right. Which of is course. what fat people yeah. are. How Thanks very Japanese game developer yep. of, of them. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But no, the rivals are really great. I, I really like all of them. Their themes are all really good, too. Marnie's theme, fucking bop. I love Marnie's theme. True. Yeah. There's How about theme, the Team Yell theme? Well, that's kind of the Marnie theme, but mm-hmm. just not as good. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of them. Team Yell? I love Team, team Yell. I liked them a lot. At f- well, it's been a roller coaster. They annoyed me, and then I really liked them, and then I was so let down by their fucking area that what? I hate them now. I love their area. It, I wanted more of it. It oh, was so cool and so good, and there was zero of it. The whole town is just a gym, and that's fine. I love that town, though, I want because... More. They're, they're in the middle of a concert, and there's a bunch of, like, zigzagoons, which are, like, the punk rocker Pokemon, all dancing. They're rocking out. <laughs> yeah, they're the best Pokemon yeah, in the yeah. game, by the way. And then, uh, and then the gym leader steps down. He's like, hey, man, uh, we can't Dynamax, but I hope you still have a good battle. Let's <laughs> fight. And he's just super chill and friendly. I love him. Oh, uh, his name is Peter. Dynamax at the, at, the, at the concert battle. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, cool. they justify it lore-wise, too. There's a thing towards the end where the power spots or whatever are going off. And, and he's freaking out because Marnie's his sister. And he's like, oh, no, Marnie's back there. Like, no, you keep forgetting you can't Dynamax there. He's like, oh, yeah, whatever. A lot of the lore in this game is 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 hysterically delivered. Like, the professor's assistant will call you out to historical spots where it'll be this, like, she calls you to the museum in, in Hammerlock. <laughs> and, and there's, like, these three banners. And one is uh, a battle, and one's a storm, and one's a sword and shield. And she goes, what do you make of this? And you can either say, I see a battle, or I see a great storm or I see a sword and shield or whatever. And you no matter get, like what two you options pick, and each one's the right one. Yeah. No matter what you pick, she goes, that's what I was thinking too, but I'm <laughs> glad you confirmed it. It's like, this is a museum dedicated. There's probably a plaque that says that it's, it's, it's hilarious. The she's supposed to be assi- some brilliant researcher, but she's not though. The <laughs> professor's assistant is my favorite character because she's the most relatable, uh, young adult. She doesn't know what to do with her life. She's just like, I guess I'll just do some research or whatever. And kind of just wanders aimlessly around the region coming up with shit as she goes along. Like, what do you think about this museum? Or this, this famous plaque in this desert. I just feel like she's discovering the history and passing it off as research while she's just looking at like tourist spots That's and museums. That's what I'm saying. The most relatable character in Pokemon. Me as a history major. Yeah. It is pretty relatable. <laughs> the mural on this wall must have been painted by people long ago. 
who had paints. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I just love more than anything in the whole world ever that like the two big Pokemon are just dog with sword. Dog, <laughs> and and dog shield. with shield. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh my god. It's a dog with a sword. Okay, and a but a dog with a shield. What do we make of this? It's crazy. So w- there's always a third Pokemon in the most recent games. And I was thinking like, oh, what's it going to be? Another dog? Or is it maybe like a cat? I still don't know what it is. He's so fucking <laughs> cool though. He's weird as hell. Yeah. He doesn't feel like a Pokemon. It's like, whoa. No, he's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. very excited to find out what, what it is. I don't know. Yeah. We don't want to spoil it for you. But um, no. but he's cool. So story overall what do you guys think? I'm, I'm feeling like it's, I don't know, it makes me smile. It doesn't make me think. That's all I it like a lot do. of it. Yeah. Um, in terms of a lot of the other Pokemon games, um, like I, I like a lot more of these characters than the other recent ones. I really like all three starters. Sobble Team. Sobble's the best one. I felt one. so bad when I didn't pick him and no. like we're about to leave that main town or whatever. Like you, you guys pick your starters, right? And then Leon is just like standing there in front of the one that isn't picked. In my game, it was Sobble, and he mm-hmm. just looked so sad. And well, Sobble cries at everything, and it was horrible. And I do too, so I could relate to that. It was rough, it was <laughs> awful. But no, this game is like really cute. It's just the story. Like obviously, Pokemon isn't designed for the story, right? It's so you fight cute animals against each other. But the story is just like it's fine, but it's weird, and it gets really confusing at one point. Like later on in the game, I still don't really understand what happened, but it's <laughs> fine. Yeah, you know, for for reasons things happen. Yeah, for th- reasons things happen. I think the moment-to-moment writing in in the way they portray each town and the town's culture is fantastic, though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I think that playing, like, Dragon Quest a little while ago set a little bit too high of a bar for simple, charming JRPG towns, but Sword and Shield, pretty dang good job with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, unless I'm forgetting something, I think the last thing to talk about before I move on is just the additions to the battle system, which people might want to hear about. Uh, In terms of the new additions to the battle system, I think the only major noticeable one is Dynamaxing. But do you think on like a micro level, it's it's a, a good iteration of it? I know well, people have competitive qualms with different generations, so I think a lot of competitive people I've been following. So I'm kind of I kind of dabble in that. I've been breeding a bunch of Pokemon competitively, and one of the things that I've noticed people talk about is that they're really interested in this generation. Like the meta has shifted so radically because you don't have the same Pokemon from previous generations coming in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to change things up, and like Pokemon have never been. Uh, in certain tiers are moving their way up because now the competition that kept them down is no longer there, if that makes sense, right? Right. Which is interesting. What's not interesting is Dynamaxing. What? I like Dynamaxing. I, I love that. I don't care about Dynamaxing. Seriously? Yeah. I think it's so cool. I love the raid battles. Same. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just never really cared for Dynamaxing. Oh, it's like my favorite part of battles. Like It feels really cool to be in this huge stadium and to have the cute small Pokemon get giant. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, I love the stadium. So good and... and- I don't know. I think that's like a really fun touch and it makes it feel like my team, like I'm actually a powerful trainer and not just like a 10 year old on a soccer field. Right. I I think that it's a huge improvement over Z moves, which I felt were basically a push button to win yep. move. Um, But on, on, on the same, on the same uh, note, I think it's pretty dang similar to, well, Dynamax, not so much, but the Gigantamax forms at least are pretty similar to mega evolution. I miss megas. With, with, with not that many differences. Yeah. Being able to Dynamax any Pokemon, I think, is is certainly more interesting than Z-Moves competitively. I don't know. I'm not far enough into the game to have gotten over the novelty of it being a spectacle thing for me. That's true. That's you know, true. So for me, it's just, how, I just like, love seeing the stadium crowd go wild. Yeah, when and, you Dynamax uh, your last Pokemon, everyone starts chanting. It's I, so good. I hate good. that. What? That song. It sounds... I hate oh, it. I love, it's oh, I love it. It's It's uncomfortable. I hate it. I like how... 
the Gigantamax ones, like I have a Gigantamax Corviknight, and and when I Ooh. make him big, the opponent's Pokemon is like four pixels at that point. <laughs> He's so freaking huge, and yeah, I, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of of that. And then seeing them the next turn swing around and do theirs too, it 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 makes those gym battles feel kind of climactic, which mm-hmm. I think they need because the mechanics themselves certainly don't do that because they're pretty they're. They're pretty boring in terms of challenge. I mean, they're just, they're just not there. Oh, I see what you mean. I see they're what you they're mean. boring in terms of challenge, but they're still fun because there's so much spectacle and the audio design is good and, and mm-hmm. the build up to like, you have really small things like having to go change into your uniform before going in makes it feel more yeah. like an event yeah. than just and walking into a room. And you have to walk through the, uh, the, the hallway or whatever and the crowd gets yeah. louder as soon as you go out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that the contextualization of them as a tournament to the point where Leon has sponsors all over his cape and the turn you have to go buy new uniform variants and all of that i think that stuff's brilliant yeah and the dynamax to me just sort of adds to the feeling of like this being for show for a crowd you know there's a hidden scene with the e-girl where you go into her uh her hotel and she's like talking with her little marpico which is like the little pikachu of this generation it's a little hamster and she's like <laughs> okay watch this and she pulls the sides of her face up to make a smile and she's like how was that? And Marpico says, like, Marpico or whatever. And she's like, I just really want to make sure that I can smile because a lot of people are going to be out there. I want to make sure that I make it put on a good show and a smile well for them. And then she sees you walk in and gets all embarrassed and runs out and leaves her Marpico behind. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, classic. But like, Class, I, I, classic, classic Marnie. E-girl. Honestly, if Team Yell knew about what she did. Yeah. But oh, like man. little little things like that where they're thinking about their, their presentation and how they mm. want to like do things. Um, and I really like coming down into the hotel lobby and Hop is practicing his throw, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, things that the a Pokemon universe... On that too at one yeah. point he's like oh you spend so much time practicing on your throw you don't even know how to battle isn't that leon it says he should no because the person said it technique? with like meanness it's, it's blonde boy it's um oh it's bead be- blonde boy be- he's, he, oh he be- is, is blonde yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. What, okay he's got a purple jacket i think i so. focused so much on the jacket that yeah. i imagined him with like dumb cotton candy hair mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's like it's almost like platinum blonde yeah it's like he looks yeah. like an old woman yeah, yeah. Beatty oh, looks like actually, he's trying to that's go. That's fitting, actually. Oh, yeah. That's really yeah. fitting. The lore. Yeah, and the lore. Is Beatty Opal? <laughs> is is Opal Gigantamax Beatty? <laughs> 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 looks like he's trying to go into Sapphire and, and Ruby like beauty competition. Yeah. I wish, His would, eyelashes are on point. You know what? With all the character customization in these games, they should bring back Gen 3 competitions, but for trainers. But for trainers? Come on, that'd be awesome. I mean, that's basically that what you trade awful. league cards for, right? You get basically. to look at everyone do cute poses with their trainers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so <laughs> well, Janelle, is, Janelle, Janelle needs to leave to puke now, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm Janelle's actually, a Pokemon hater. She I'm, hates Pokemon. True. Yep, I hate it. You do? I hate it. I hate Wooloo. Well, yeah. I'll say this is the most fun I've had with the Pokemon games since uh, since X and Y, and I, and, I, and I like it more than X and Y. So it's, uh, it's same here, yeah. easily in my top three Pokemon games. Easily. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're running low on time, but uh, Janelle, do you want to mention something? The Game Awards is happening. The Game Awards, baby. Like Who's Game week? Awards? Your best, your best boy, Jeff Keeley. Jeff D- the Dorito Pope himself. The Dorito Pope himself is hosting <laughs> the Game Awards next Thursday. Apparently, I yeah. think it's Friday still. It's definitely I can't Thursday. be convinced otherwise. I like the Game Awards, and I think you're a maniac. But like, that's happening. He says that. They're going to be, or I read on Twitter or something that they're going to be announcing 10 new games that aren't already being talked about by people. So that's exciting. What do you guys think those games are going to be? We're finally going to see Bayonetta 3 and we'll get a release date. That wouldn't be one of the 10 because it has already been. He said 10 new IPs, or not IPs, but games we don't know anything about. We don't know anything about Bayonetta 3. 
Do you think knowing it exists counts, though? I think so. Are these going to be surprises? That that was my impression. Yeah, my impression is that it's supposed to be surprises. I I think they're going to be ones that we know exist. We don't know anything about them. Like, okay, my my three predictions are Bayonetta 3, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to get another teaser. You don't think so? No, well, I think it will. But, like, these, he specifically said, like, these are brand new ones. Like, outside of all of those announcements, we're going to have, like, 10 brand new ones. Breath of the Wild 2, though, for sure. That's what I'm thinking. There's no way we could reasonably predict what those would be. Also, a new, the final Smash. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 6. Oh, their rep is in the trash. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 6. The other nine are new Kirby games. Oh, hey. Okay, cool. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Sign it up. It's like a direct, but with Jeff Keighley. <laughs> do you think we're going to get the next Smash character? I think so. I do. What I want to talk about what, what you think there will be in terms of stuff we already know. Like, what are we going to see more of? You said Bayonetta 3 with Smash character. I Obviously, there's no question that we're going to see Half-Life Alex. Yes, yeah, well, I Keighley, think that was confirmed. Jeff mm-hmm. Keighley really likes to, to personally attach himself to projects <laughs> before marketing them. Oh, he does. <laughs> he sure does. There's no question Kojima will show up and they'll make a huge deal out of it. Oh, you yeah. Know? They'll, they'll, because like in 20, 2016, he didn't get to come. Do we know what Santa Monica is working on? Something really good, probably. Because I wonder if we'll get the next God of War announcement. Um, there were. Oh, yeah. Um, didn't they like formally say, though, that they are working on that game like a while ago? I think so, yeah. There's that. Do you think we'll get, holy shit, what's the, the PlayStation game with the robot dinosaurs? Oh, um, Horizon. Horizon, oh, Horizon 2? 2? Uh, I, ooh. At, maybe that? At, at Comic-Con, like like a hot minute ago, they confirmed that uh, a 2 mm-hmm. is already... Yeah, they weren't supposed to, though, right? Someone in a panel said, if you like Horizon Zero Dawn 1, you'll be blown away by what's in 2. So that, to me, yeah. sounds like they already have it planned. It's probably like in production well, fully. Well, there's, there's also a state of play happening on Tuesday morning. 6 oh, a.m. Really? Yeah, yep. 6 a.m. Which is, which is really interesting. So we're going to get up and live stream that, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, because that could either mean they're showing something in a state of play two days in advance so they can like reveal it further at the Game Awards. I mean, that's or they they... with E3. That's when they announced the release date and the teaser for uh, Final Fantasy VII. Right, yeah. right. I don't know a lot about how these are announced in the U.S., but could we see Yakuza 7 maybe? Because we already know that that's a thing. The only thing we need for Yakuza 7 is a release date because they already have a gameplay trailer and a story trailer so we need like a western do you really think that they and name do you really think Mm. they? yeah that's true it wouldn't be in a japanese conference or convention or something that's why i'm asking so i I don't know i don't know yeah because like persona showing up at the game awards so prominently was pretty it wasn't just a smash character well but that's still pretty prominent i mean yeah that's that's a little unique because smash and persona are both a big deal in the west as as kind of like an like like an outlier to Mm -hmm. their genre you know whereas Mm -hmm. um I don't really think Yakuza Yakuza series is 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 like big enough for that. It's um, all I can think about this week. So <laughs> to me, it certainly is. I don't know. It's really good. I'm learning. Do you think? Okay, hear me out, you guys. Mm-hmm. State of mm-hmm. play happens. Fuck Jeff Keighley. Who cares anymore? State of play happens. I like Jeff Keighley He's, just fine. I do too. But fuck that. Who cares? <laughs> Instead, okay. we get the state of play, and Naughty Dog goes. You guys we were just goofing on you before. Actually, The Last of Us is coming out today. Ah, here's your your $300 box for that game (laughs) I forgot you bought that yeah I bought that immediately I spent like $250 that's good because you shouldn't spend money on those giant collections unless it's a game you know you're going to like to this day hmm Mr. Hmm. to this day I. so what are your other predictions for the game (laughs) last was three (laughs) (laughs) oh my god can you imagine I still regret not getting that last of us three but starring Nathan Drake Uncharted oh. 5 slash Last of Us 3. It's one game. Eh? 
I think I like it. What about new Crash Bandicoot? That is a thing that people, they talked about wanting to do. I want that. I know you don't like it, Alex, but... I mean, the people game, like it. That game series is excellent. Any other final predictions or... Mm, uh, I want to say Metroid Prime 4 would be saved for a direct. That's not going to be in Game Awards, right? Oh, But it could be. Now, see, now I'm, now I'm not sure. Because... I don't think we'll get anything besides a teaser. Well, see, or before, I, I, I was convinced that Nintendo would not make big announcements outside of directs, but the Joker announcement last year shook everything up for me. I feel like that makes it the game awards kind of a wild card i don't know what the heck's gonna happen too like yeah Yeah. we knew that was in development for a while and we knew nothing about it until the game awards which was like i didn't expect that i will say about the game awards that the 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 least exciting thing about the game awards is anybody getting an award for me like (laughs) i don't watch that show as an awards show and i think if they want to make the video game oscars like jeff Keighley so desperately wants to do then he needs to try and maybe separate these two elements because i know he needs to make money so you're bringing in the trailers and the sponsors but it's kind of becoming the awards are almost a sideshow at this point i kind of like the awards aspect of it a little bit like i think it's fun to see like game of the year or like actor of the year whatever the fuck remember when they had gamer of the year gamer of the year year, they do i think so oh okay but anyways sorry as far as this season I don't know of the podcast goes. <laughs> I would like to nominate myself as gamer of the year slash podcast. Anyway, the awards are fun. Like it's kind of fun to see like Kratos come up and accept an award, right? I don't know. I'm a sucker for that Yo, kind of his, dumb bullshit. No, so. his I, outfit last year. His suit Go was look it up if you so don't haven't good. seen it. I, I completely agree with you that it's fun. The issue is if you want it to be like a serious celebration of the arts, like the Oscars is. You can't also have Doritos and Subway sponsorships Why? and announce new games. They have, they Why have, not? They have uh, like Subway. One of the awards this year is Subway Freshest Indie Game yeah, or yeah. something to that effect. Well, for entitled Goose Game. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. But like, I don't really get that, I guess. I don't know. They got to make money somewhere, right? Those things appeal to a lot of gamers. I don't know. I think that's it makes true. sense. I and understand like, that. But it doesn't like, have to be too serious. I think that's hilarious. It's like... It's the same reason why Monster Energy Drink in Death Stranding is hilarious. It's so fucking dumb and it's funny and I don't know, it doesn't take itself too seriously <laughs> and neither does the Game Awards and I like that about it. That's fair, I suppose. Like the E3, I love E3, but most of it is just like men in suits coming out and talking, right? Like we complain about that a lot. Like people just complain about that, but the Game Awards doesn't really have that problem and I think that's really refreshing. Yeah, there's only one man in a suit who comes out and talks and it's Jeff Keighley. And he kisses Hideo Kojima. No, actually, you know, actually it's not just Jeff because they did um, the Double Fine guy presented them the first time. Did he? Yeah, what's his name? Tim Schafer ah, okay. was the presenter oh, of the yeah. first Game Awards. No, listen, the Subway thing, <laughs> I have a, a wish concerning the Subway freshest indie game. I would very much like it if years ago I want you to imagine this as a black and white flashback. Okay. Years ago, a lonely high school dropout is scrounging for minimum wage, working late hours at a subway while trying to finance his own independent video game. And his mother comes into his room each night and tells him, you can't stop being late to work because you're damn independent video game. And he's missing shifts. And subway tells him, you're not going anywhere, kid. You got to focus on making sandwiches. This game is going to do nothing. But then he releases it. And in 2019, Subway, Monsieur Subway CEO, hands him the Subway Freshest Indie Game Award. And he looks at the award and looks the man in the eyes. And he knows that he came out on top. That man was Albert Einstein. I'm crying. And everyone in the audience clapped. Yeah. 
And Jeff Keeley gave him the full profits of Death Stranding, which actually all go to him. Yeah, really. <laughs> Good for him. Kojima doesn't see a cent. He's getting robbed, honestly. Kojima's a philanthropist. Yeah. He's given it to us for charity. Yeah, that's true. That's it's true. wild. Kojima. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited yeah. to get to sit down with a with a delicious Subway submarine sandwich and watch the Game Awards. Um, <laughs> me too. Me too. I can't wait to also crack open a can of Mountain Dew and eat alongside my sandwich a bag of delicious Doritos. And don't forget to buy the newest video game console from Microsoft, the Xbox Scarlet. Oh, you think we'll see Scarlet? Mm. I was in the EMU the other day. And there were these two guys arguing over consoles, and one of them was like, "Bro, don't get don't get the new PlayStation. It doesn't have HD or 4K." And his friend was like, "Not this shit again." <laughs> and he goes, "You have to get the Scarlet. It's gonna be lit." So I hope we get the Scarlet because that is gonna, it's gonna be, be lit. lit. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be lit. lit. Just like Jeff Keeley's The Game Awards, and hopefully the <laughs> Emerald Games Cast. <laughs> Anyways, that has been the Emerald Games Cast. Emerald Game Cast. Let's they a, own the game's let's cast. Let's put an apostrophe in there. It is the Emeralds game cast. They possess our game cast. They do. I've been Nolan. And if you want to email us with questions, you can do that at emeraldgamescast at gmail.com. Just questions or things you want us to talk about, whatever. And with me has been... The guy who voiced Jeff Keeley in Death Stranding, Janelle. And? Alex. I couldn't think of a <laughs> joke. I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>